Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Peace and blessings. Brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Priest. And we are here again today with another come out of her, my people. And we have a special guest today, my dear brother, Ashe Khan in Detroit. Um, peace, brother. Hey, what's happening? I'm here. Hey, brother. So I talked to Kiamu yesterday. We brought him on to the call yesterday. And um, he was describing a little bit about what's going on in Detroit. Can you share what you've seen and what you've experienced? Uh, well, it's a couple different things going on. It's a couple different looks going on. So, uh, for one, the people that are sitting in the house and it's not very eventful, they're just sitting there and it's kind of okay for them for the most part as long as they have resources. Then you have some of our people who uh, who are not as well prepared, who don't have the money or didn't have the money to secure a lot of resources, and you can see them kind of moving around still trying to get to some money. And... uh and then you got some people that just don't want to sit in the house and don't believe anything is real, and that's just some stuff that they're saying on TV. So they're just going to go out anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of people dying. My next-door neighbors died. A guy across the street died. Some photographers I know, Vince Holloway, died. Uh, probably too much exposure to these people that's moving around. Uh, we got a lot of people with face masks on and hand gloves, but you got some stores around here still now where people still not taking proper precaution go in. They don't have face masks on. They don't have gloves on. And I'm like, well, you're taking the money from the people. You're talking directly to people. That's not safe. I went to a, a, a liquor store the other day. The guy was sneezing. He was behind a bulletproof glass, but he back there sneezing. And we had to take a bag yeah. from him. So, yeah, we had to take a I'm looking at him. I'm looking. I'm, he's looking at me. I'm staring at him. Because I'm just in shock that he don't have gloves, mask. He's sneezing. He ain't covering his mouth. He got my stuff in his hand. So, you know. So, <laughs> somebody told me I should have told him to put it back and get another one. I didn't think about it, but we just wiped the whole bottle down, wiped the bag down. But then um, we went to a restaurant, and my uh, uh, my lady, was, she wanted to wipe my credit card off when they got it back because they actually took it and gave it back. But I'm like, they put the food in the, They made the food. They put the food in the pack. You know, if, it, if we got to the point where we can't take the car from them, then we shouldn't be eating from the people either. You know, so uh, a lot of stuff like that. We we have 500 police officers who were quarantined for coronavirus. The police 
the captain died from coronavirus. The police chief was sick from coronavirus. Um, most of these people that I've been seeing were black, but we did have a white politician, a European politician, who was for the, uh, the, 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 our population, and he ended up dying. Um, so this is some of the things that happened. There's really people dying up here. But, you know, a lot of people that's not uh, uh, directly seeing it, and they still kind of saying, well, it might be a hoax, but I don't know many people who don't know somebody that died from coronavirus now. Wow. So we talked about those those of you who don't don't know, like Shay is one of my closest friends and you know, like from Detroit. We used to really hang tight when I was there. Matter of fact, we were hanging tight like every day for like a year and a half. Um <laughs> before your vacation. But um you know, you mentioned to me about the neighbors uh, around you, the guy across the street. Uh, can you share a little bit of that with us, um, a little bit more? Okay, I, were, I was coming outside, and I was loading my truck up so I could get out of here. I haven't been since... Since they were talking about locking the state down, I've been out of here. I've been down south. The deaths, um, the corona deaths in uh, Arkansas was like eight or nine or ten. And in Toledo, Ohio, the death was like 15 or 20. It's up to about 28, 29 now. So I've been places where it's low corona, but we just had uh, uh, my people told me about where we could get hand sanitizer from. So I came up here and bought a bunch of hand sanitizer. And uh, I was loading my truck, and the guy just happened to catch me, the guy next door. So it was, and it's hard to catch me, but he, he came out. He was like, yeah, man, my parents, they're both dead. I'm like, what do you mean? It just kind of it kind of took me off the prize because this guy, he's he's always been healthy. He's the neighborhood watch captain. He's going door-to-door putting the, the neighborhood thing on there. He's uh, mowing the, uh, the, the medium in the middle. He's doing all that stuff, very active in the community. And he said, yeah, well, well, my mom got sick, and, you know, he in the house with her, he got sick. He said they went to the hospital, and then uh, they were sick. They they sent them back home. He said when they sent them home, they got so sick, they started to where they could barely walk. He was saying they were setting up for another appointment where he knew they needed to be in the hospital, and they just passed away. But he said they were healthy. They were together 52 years, so they were older. He said they didn't have any real health problems, but did he say, well, they kind of had like a little high blood pressure and a little bit of diabetes, but for the most part, they was healthy, is what he was saying. But I remember these people, man, and they he had a lot of energy. This guy would be outside cutting my side of the gate when I'm letting my uh, my gate uh, uh, stuff uh, go too high. So these weren't like, you know, just dying people that died off. You see what I'm saying? And um, yeah. this, uh, this Holloway is one of, he had a studio in uh, Greenfield Plaza. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but we got a big plaza full of mostly black businesses, and then they got a jewelry floor with our jewelry. But he was in the basement, and he would do photography for a lot of models. He would go out. But the thing is, um, that's not the, that's two, there's two uh, photographers that I know. And what I know of photographers is that they, uh, see a lot of different females. 
So I'm looking at maybe it's something with the um, those types of females and that kind of engagement that these people are tra- are hosting this virus, if that's the way we are dying. I don't know exactly how we die from it, and that's what keeps me so nervous and keeps me out of here of this death zone because I don't know exactly. It could be, you know, they say 5G, and they say, now they say it's airborne, and they spread it through chemtrails and, you know, all of this other kind of stuff. So uh, you really don't know. We really don't know where it's coming from. We're just dying off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something different here. Yeah, you know what? Um, I saw a documentary, and I think you can see this on Amazon. And I want every I want to encourage everyone to see this: the coming pandemic. So you all got to hear me good. Those in the listening audience, please share this information that I'm about to share with you with everyone that you can people that you know people that you don't know i think it's on amazon i'm pretty sure it's on amazon um you have got to see this movie the coming pandemic now listen to me good everybody this movie was done in 2000 and well they filmed it like in 2003 and 2004 they released it in 2005 you must it's only a 52-minute movie. You must see this movie. Um, it describes the forthcoming swine flu before anybody even heard of the swine flu. It tells you that they did not have control over and they do not have control over these swine flus it shows you the pigs infected it shows you the chickens infected it shows you with you you got to see this i don't want to give it away it's only 52 minutes if you have well cyberflix for those in the know if you don't have cyberflix then i'm not going to say where to get it just cyberflix or amazon okay now brother say that again Google it. Google it. Yes, sir. Google it. So, have you seen any um, uh, martial law, any military in the city? Uh, me, per se, I haven't seen much of a militaristic presence here, but I haven't been here much. I haven't been hearing about it. I haven't been seeing anybody posting much about it, so I don't think the 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 arm. I thought they were gonna come swarm in, but we seriously, because we only have we only have twenty two hundred police on the police force, and that's what it's just saying on the internet. But once five hundred of them are quarantined, and then I know some other police officers that's not going to work because it's so bad. They sitting at home. You got so many police officers off, and then the crime going up on the east side. The west side is the west side, east side. The east side, I heard they running in the store, snatching stuff, running out the store. You know, and it, uh, you got a lot of fights starting to happen. What was, was happening before the weather started going haywire. But you got fights starting to happen and a lot of this stuff breaking out. Uh, but So I thought the military was going to come in and lay the smackdown on people. 
I'm like, oh, shit, you know, we don't have police. Uh, I just felt like something out of a movie. Okay, in fact, all the police and this other military in and let them take over. So that's what it seemed like, and I still don't uh, see how it may not happen. You know, once they open this up and they start going crazy, they don't tell us. But as far as to answer the question, I haven't been seeing much of a military presence around. You don't have the tanks rolling up the street yet or the guys with the uh, – with the uh, machine guns yet in the full military uniforms. Hmm. Have you driven by any hospitals or anything? How about what now? Have you driven by hospitals? Have you seen what the hospitals look like? Actually, nope. I haven't driven by any hospitals. I heard they packed. I don't. I, don't, I haven't heard any accounts that they got dead bodies laying all over, like in New York. I seen some footage in New York where they got the dead bodies in the body bags all over the floor, all in room, the room, the room. I haven't heard any much of that that either here. Like I said, I haven't been here too much. I stay plugged in, uh, and I think I would have seen. So I know they've been turning away people. I got people saying I've been to three hospitals and they done turned turn me away. But that's about the size yeah. of it. Wow. You mentioned, uh, yeah, guy, guy got turned yeah. away from three hospitals and then died from uh, COVID nineteen. Wow. You you mentioned to me, um, this is off uh, the radio or whatever, but you mentioned to me that you had driven downtown. Can you describe what the downtown Detroit is like? Oh yeah, for four twenty, I was just um, uh, I had just came back up here. And um, and I grab my lady. I say, you know, I'm just nostalgic. I like to go downtown by the water. So uh, I'm going downtown, and I'm noticing there's not a lot of cars on the on the highway on the freeway going toward downtown. Now, if you're riding through the city, the traffic is not all the way normal, but you still got traffic. You got people moving around all day. And then um, and as I was going down there. It was getting a little bit emptier, thinning out. By the time I got to the street, uh, downtown, I came up a Grand River by the, uh, by the casino. It was almost no cars. And the more mm-hmm. I went towards, I was going towards Woodward. And I went out. by the time I got to the Rosa Parks train, that little bus station right there, mm-hmm. it was eerie. It was almost nobody out, like almost nobody. And it was really quiet. It was like too quiet. It just felt, I'm a Scorpio, so my whole energy and all my everything was just on like high alert. Death was just, it just felt like death, the presence of death. And my lady, I made one right, I started to make a right turn. She was like, well, we going back home? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, let's just call it a day. We didn't went far enough. It ain't what I thought it was going to be. Let's just go back, you know what I'm saying, because I was getting that kind of feeling. So it was like, uh, you know, we got a bustling downtown, especially since uh, the the rebound of the, the real estate market. You know, Dan Gilbert come down, flood billions, all these people, all these billions. It's been bustling since then. It's 24 hours downtown. It was like almost dead. You know what hmm. I'm saying? That was weird. Wow. What about like Belle Isle? What, what have they done to that? Make it the woo. <laughs> I didn't hmm. think it would work, man. I haven't been 
that way. I've been on the east side. You know, I got people on the east side. I'm going to text on them like once or twice, but I took the freeway around. It was daytime. I don't I don't think any of that's over. I don't think that uh, Bell Hour is open. But the public places, they they could write you a $500 ticket for being in those public places during this uh, shutdown. Wow. They, have, so, they start doing that for a second. They start writing a bunch of people those $500 tickets for one little quick second, and then I guess they stop. So what do you feel like the overall vibe of the city is? Because, because like, in what I've seen on the news, me being in Texas, right now and looking at my hometown, what I see in the news, they've made it seem like it's way worse than New York. They've really kind of blown it out of proportion, I think, because I've talked to you, I've talked to Kiamu, and it does not seem anything like what they're saying on the news. What do you think, how do you feel the overall vibe is in the city? Um. Well, you got to divide. Because, like I said, you got some people that's not going out the house. They're not playing around. So, so many people dying. But you got a whole lot of people that are still moving around and not getting coronavirus, interacting with people that they normally interact with, just going on about their life. And if they're not seeing any, you know, they, they're taking precautions. Most people are taking precautions. So, they, it, it's not like. They just out here. I think the news make it to where they like Detroit just so reckless. They're just running around and not taking precautions. Most people taking precautions. When you see it in this kind of environment, when you see somebody not taking precaution, it's kind of like the odd thing. It's not the norm. Like I, when I'm in, when I was in Toledo, a lot of people with masks and stuff on, but not nowhere near as many. It wasn't all the way to norm, but if they was wearing it, it didn't look out of place because of what's going on. But here, it kind of looks out of place when you're not taking proper precaution because people are taking precaution. But for most people going on about their life and, you know, just taking precaution. It's not it's not people in the middle of the street dead. It's not military in the street. Police not pulling everybody over and fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of police. Most, and, you know, the crime isn't overwhelming, just uptick, uptick in crime, you know. But it's not crazy. It's not to where, you know, it's, it's it's about to go where you need the armed guards to come in. and You don't need all It ain't there. It's not that. You know, see that? I learned from the news when I, was, I started studying uh, uh, Wall Street Journal and all that. And the guy told me one time, news is like any other medium that needs you to watch it. They got to keep something excited, keep saying something. It was uh, an African named Chima. And uh, we were going over a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, man, they're saying that uh, they're going to kick Greece out of the European Union and blah, 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 blah. He's like, no way that's going to happen. He was like, it took way too long for them to even come up and build that union, for them to let this uh, uh, damage the union and them to pull out. That's not going to happen. Because that's just news. News has got to keep you watching. And then, lo and behold, a couple weeks later, they didn't pull out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Man, you know, I love my hometown. 
Um, I got, you know, a few brothers and sisters there, but um, you have been, you didn't waste any time. You got out <laughs> of Detroit, like, quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> you went you went to uh, Toledo, and um, can you tell us about, well, for those who don't know, Ashe Khan, um, one of my good friends, one of the best friends I've got. Um, you know, in my personal life, and he's in. The, he's a filmmaker and entrepreneur. But you are going to be filming some things as you go along towards a a new film that you were telling me about. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're doing a quarantine movie. Uh, I feel like, man, we in Detroit. We got a good view on it. Got a lot of people that want to do stuff and move around, but I'm not a proponent of being in Detroit while everybody's dying. So I'm going to go to Toledo where the death is low, and um, I might shoot some stuff in Detroit with people that's willing to come out. I'm probably going to be on set. But we're going to be shooting Detroit, uh, Toledo, Cleveland, um, and we're shooting a quarantine movie based on things people are going through that I've been hearing while they're in quarantine. So you got people that's locked in the house with people, uh, you get domestic violence coming up because they're just sitting in there all day. And they, you know, driving each other stir crazy. Next thing you know, you got domestic violence. You got some guys sitting there by themselves lonely. You got girls sitting there by themselves. What are they doing? You got big families. Some some people are coming closer together. Some people be pulled apart. Who's, they got some kids that, uh, you got the kids that are getting it bad. That they used to go to school. Now their parents is there. And it ain't, and they don't have the same structure of uh, what do you call that? And actually taking good care of the kids. A lot of people send their kids to school to get parented. You know what I'm saying? So now you got old kids stuck home. So it's a lot of different things. Uh, the people that are going outside they're not supposed to be outside. What they doing? So you got a lot of different things we're going to incorporate into the movie. I think it'll make it really cool. One thing I want to put in there is that. Because my, my uh, producer, my music producer, he was like creative director. He was like, don't make it too too dark. Because a lot of stuff I do will be dark. And don't make it too dark because everything ain't dark. I don't see it being that dark. So I'm an underlie with uh, entrepreneurship, like I always do. It's a time right now where people need stuff. And uh, it's people creating businesses right now that's going to be successful out of this. And this is like a reset button for people to be able to, Go in a new direction in life. Madam C.J. Walker, she, she was the first black uh, recorded black millionaire lady, uh, came out of an epidemic just like this with hair care products. So, and then she was the first recorded black millionaire lady. So, out of this thing, we're gonna have a lot of entrepreneurs that emerge. Right now, we're getting hand sanitizer. I'm trying to find it in bulk because my people need it. You got a drought in hand sanitizer, and you got a lot of black people dying all over. Uh, and it's from a simple virus, supposedly. Hopefully, it's not 5G. But uh, you get out into the community with some low cost, accessible hand sanitizer where a lot of people could get it, start using it, start making it the norm so that we could uh, curb some of this. But that's just some of the things I'm thinking, setting other people up so they can sell hand sanitizer in their area. But I'm going to put something like that underlying the movie. To show that even though it's dark and even though a lot of this stuff is happening, some of us are going to emerge 
stronger and more powerful, more awake and conscious, and do things to, to really be able to start rebuilding our community, buying the land up and stuff like that with the money that we make. So, uh, yep, I'm working on a new project, man. You know, I'm working hard. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you have other opportunities that can come across for the people that can um, hopefully help them bring in more income. Can you tell uh, the public about that? You know, the other opportunities to bring in income. Uh, yep. Well, uh, mostly the, the best way to reach anything I'm doing is to go to rich13.com. Uh, it's always a way for you to go and be a, a, a part of the movement. Just one portal. But we got right now I'm working on showing people how to build up their online businesses uh, in a time where most people stuck in the house, most people on their cell phone most of the day, um, showing people how to uh, get a presence there. Everybody looking at their phone screen, and it's only one screen at a time. It ain't like they're looking at a million different things. You get your whatever you're selling on the screen and in front of them and put it in a way where it's enticing for them to buy it. That's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Run some ass. But anyway, go to rich13.com. We lay out everything. So you how to. So I try to make it simple as possible. I try not to make it too wordy. It's kind of stuff by stuff, stuff. Do this, do this, do this. Next thing you know, you're getting results. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, we've opened up uh, Political Asylum, templeasylum.xyz. Uh, Usher Khan, one of my closest friends, a brother to me, we've been through a lot. You know, we went through a lot. When Before starting the nation, Ashe was one of the ones who we were putting the things into motion we were testing the things out i mean testing them out for real not for play we had to deal with federal court we had to deal with everyday life um, situations police fbi i don't even know if you know brother the um fbi sent me something <laughs> wait, wait let me go back all of a sudden do you remember this all of a sudden one day my my uh, bank card was cut off. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Your bank card was cut off. It was cut off. It was a, It was like you had just left the house. I and I had to go ship some stuff out because uh, I have that online business. My bank card was cut off mysteriously for no reason. The bank didn't know why. It, it it's not like the card didn't work. The card worked fine. Just all of a sudden, it was cut off. Now during that time, that. Yeah. okay. See, and, and then what happened was we had um, some strange visitors. I want to say, well, I want to say they were definitely government oriented, and they came and knocked on my door. And they were at, this is after you just had left. Like, I think you did, you did a thing at Fur Ruckers. If, if you remember, remember you did a thing at Fur Ruckers, casting call. Do you yep. remember that? That was the last <laughs> thing right there, yep. The last thing you did, was it two days in a row or was it, I think it was two days in a row. But whatever it was, it, it was doing that right before you did the casting call. 
and yep. I had some strange visitors show up. Uh, men in black suits. Just let me just put it out there plain. I know that you've seen the movies, you've heard, but this actually happened to me. I had police come by the house. I had the car mysteriously shut off. I was questioned by, oh, the FBI. Was it the FBI? The the guy that you talked to in Chicago. I can barely remember because this was 2008. Do you remember talking to a guy in Chicago because he and he ordered the package for me off of my website? Do you remember that? <laughs> The FBI. I remember, I remember uh, a bunch of stuff. I remember the FBI kept trying to buy stuff from me, and then for some reason, I knew the FBI they was trying to buy my CD or DVD or something. Yep. Nah, but, I, but and I and I don't remember what happened, but I didn't send it. <laughs> but, yep. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So you you had the one with the um with the the cover. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I remember the CD because we were working on the cover and stuff and you would just learn to to edit movies and stuff like that. Well, the FBI, the pe- the police were, uh, were coming by harassing. The FBI ordered a package from me. You went and sat down and were interviewed by them and they brought up the fact that they bought this from my website. You don't remember that? <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Nah, I don't remember. That's crazy. I remember <laughs> I remember very vividly. So we so we so came up in this movement. Yeah, we, we were applying the things that a lot of the things that we in this nation are using now. You gotta understand, uh, brothers like O'Shea, I was around a couple of brothers, but brothers like O'Shea and Brother Kiamo we were applying these things for real. We went and stood in court together. We stood in federal court together. These types of things. We were communicating messages together, you know, in the courtroom. This was they live. Tried to call me, the judge was trying to call me a person. And I was like, I object. I'm not a person. <laughs> and then from that point on, she started calling me the being in the red shirt. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, yes, I remember that because her name was Nancy and she had uh Judge Nancy, I forget her last name, but she had I think she was appointed by Judge by uh George W. Bush, she was appointed to federal judge federal cases yep. because because mm-hmm. I went to pull her oath of office. And we couldn't find her off of office. Yeah, so we were like, right. They it wasn't, we couldn't, they wouldn't address it. <laughs> exactly. So we were like, wait a minute, how is she even a judge? And she doesn't have an on record, you know, and things like that. But then I remember us doing different things. So for people that don't know this history about your brother, Brother Priest, the, a shade, me and Ashay, well, we were living this, applying this. Put, he was putting his life on the line, literally. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a joke. Putting his life on the line for this truth to come out to us, and this same truth has been educating us and saving lives. We went in there, and the judge came in there, and we everybody they said all rise. We didn't rise. 
You remember that, brother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they was looking we at did. us. We had fans on. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, yeah, so, so people. You didn't have a fans on. You didn't have a fans I did not. I did not. Um, but mm-hmm. it is because, you know, I was good, supposed to wear the mitre. What long story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I'm saying. The whole other science that you were operating with in the group. The yeah, because he's a scientist, the Hebrew, and we were, uh, we were a Morris tribe, and we were doing law, but they weren't all the way um, scriptural with everything, and that's where you came in and um, and filled that void. Yes, sir. Do you recall us trading the um, the the silver coinage? Remember that? Saying that again, we was doing what? We were trading the silver coinage. Do you remember that? When we went and bought the silver? I still got You still got it? Right yeah. Wow. I got enough money to buy businesses. I don't know if I should say that on the line. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I keep 30 silver coins all the time. <laughs> so, all praises to the most high. Because, listen, people in the nation know they've heard me talk about 30 pieces of silver for years but this is one of the brothers that we actually did this and actually used it this is how we know that this stuff is real we used it in certain situations and other situations you know things didn't always go right but we used it in some situations that we were seeing working and we were seeing what was not working so what they had to do in order to get in order to 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 get to get and what they was trying to do accomplish with me, they had to start moving me around because we had we were still working and we were still submitting stuff in there. We were still on their head, but then they started moving me all around, uh, over to this county, over to take a plane to Oklahoma, take a plane to Chicago, take a plane back to Oklahoma, take me over to this other place. And they moved me about five, six times. Uh submitted yeah. six times like I moved. They were trying to shake me from my power base because I was so new into law because we not taught law for real uh, in no kind of uh, instance. Just like we not taught really entrepreneurship. We not taught law. Like they go, they breeze over it in school. They rarely even breeze over entrepreneurship. They teach you business and how to work in a business, accounting management and all those things so you can work in a business. They don't teach you entrepreneurship. They don't teach you law. So I was so new in the law. I'm trying my hard. I'm voraciously studying. I got my Black's Law right here, my fifth edition. Still right here by my uh, computer setup. But by them moving me around, it wasn't really no kind of way. Uh, they were going to try to take me to trial. There was no way I would be able to stay in the trial with the level of knowledge that I had. And they knew that. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, at first, you know, Basically, for you all to really know what happened live, I was doing a lot of the the, the court writings where Shay could not do them, and the other brothers weren't doing them. So I was doing a lot of the court writings, right? So if so, we would be talking to one another all the time. I would visit all the time. Then all of a sudden, oh no, we got to get him the way uh, the hell away from detroit and they just took you places that just didn't make sense you know 
this brother put his life on the line for this truth that we live today. This is one of the brothers that I was in the battle with that you are hearing him live. So I'm always going to love this brother. I'm always going to support him because we've been through pure hell together. So brother, um, you are going to be going on um, the, uh, what is it, the YouTube or whatever, live? What is it? What's your mm-hmm. channel information? Can you share that with us? I'm going to go live in the Facebook group. Uh, you talking about for um, the project we're doing? Well, yeah, talk about that. That's fine. Just talk about that. Um, I'm going live later on the day for people interested in being in this project. As far as if you're interested in uh, the entrepreneur group, I say go to rich13.com and stay looking for the updates. Uh, we're sending out emails because we, we had a lot of people coming in, and, uh, and we're figuring this out, how we're going to work with so many people at one time. So just come in, get on the list, uh, just put your email in, and we we working right with you. If you want to, if you go right there, we got like a $7 uh, course for, to teach you entrepreneurship right there. You can learn a whole bunch from that seven dollars. But I'm going on live, and the opportunities to be able to come join in, be a part of the coaching group, uh, get some of this hand sanitizer if you want to buy it in bulk, or you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff. Just go to rich13.com and just sign up right now. <laughs> yes, sir. And um, as I was stating, because uh, we have been very close over the years, um, brothers acting as a liaison for bringing people into a political asylum and you know getting our people protected so those of you who know about Ashe Khan then Ashe is um definitely aware of the other side of the fence that you all may not realize because he's in the entertainment world but brother um I thank you for coming on today and um I guess we'll catch you catch you up later um Maybe we'll come back to you maybe early next week or something and get some more updates. But I thank you for sitting in today. All right, cool. No problem, man. Hit me back anytime. All right, brother. Peace. Peace, brother. So thank you all for tuning in. Those of you who have been able to sit in and listen, um, all praises to the Most High Almighty. And we adjourn for now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.